Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. The American Navy men who saw over a hundred of their shipmates burned alive and have their faces and limbs and guts blown off their bodies at the hands of Israeli Jews on 8 June 1967 are getting old now. These USS Liberty veterans have organized and petitioned the U.S. government to launch an impartial congressional investigation of the Israeli attack on the U.S. intelligence ship for many, many decades now. For five years, they have been raising money for production of a feature film to tell their story in a way that Americans will understand. They were betrayed and continue to be betrayed by a regime in Washington that is a captive of the Jewish power structure. The same Jewish power structure that keeps our border open, demonizes and criminalizes any resistance to the invasion, promotes racial mixing as their prime strategy for replacing us in the nations we founded, sexually mutilates the bodies and minds of our young people with impunity, and does everything it possibly can do to suppress the birth of the next generation of white children and reduce that generation's chances of survival to as close to zero as possible. Here's what Philip Tourney, president of the USS Liberty Veterans Association, wrote to then-President Bush, trying to get justice for his crewmates 20 years ago. Quote, 8 June marks the anniversary of probably the most shameful day in American history. That day, America's banner and honor were treacherously trashed by our so-called ally, Israel. 34 Americans were brutally slaughtered, 172 wounded, including myself. America's most sophisticated intelligence ship was so badly damaged it had to be scrapped. Israel deliberately attacked America's virtually unarmed USS Liberty in international waters, knowing full well our identity, in an assault that lasted as long as the attack on Pearl Harbor. On that bright, sunny, infamous day, the Liberty had a large American flag flapping in the wind and ten-foot-high ID markings on her hull, which were clearly visible during the full six hours, 6 a.m. to 12 noon, that low-flying, slow-moving propeller recons distinctly marked with Stars of David reconnoitered our ship. Overheard radio transmissions of the pilots confirmed that Israel had positively identified the Liberty as American. 
Suddenly at 2 p.m., the government of Israel put a knife in the back of America. In a diabolic attempt at deception, the Israelis began the attack with unmarked jet fighters using rockets, cannons, and napalm on our unprotected ship. Then three motor torpedo boats arrived on the scene and fired six torpedoes at us, one hitting its mark, midship on the starboard side, instantly blowing to bits 25 of America's finest young men. The torpedo gunmen shot at our firefighters and stretcher bearers, using us as target practice, maiming and murdering as many of America's sons as they could. The captain ordered us to prepare to abandon ship as the ship was in grave danger of sinking from a torpedo hit that had left a 40-foot by 40-foot hole in her. There were only three life rafts left that they hadn't already destroyed. We put them over the side to put as many wounded in as possible. The torpedo boats machine-gunned the life rafts and sank two of them and took one aboard their boat. No survivors were to be taken. Helicopters were overhead to board our ship with Israeli commandos at the ready to finish us off. Responding to an SOS from the Liberty, the USS Saratoga launched their jets approximately 15 minutes into the vicious Israeli attack. Within minutes after the launch, incredibly and inexplicably, Washington shamefully and unconscionably recalled the jets, abandoning helpless American sailors under fire and subjecting them to an additional two hours of barbaric Israeli bombardment and butchery. Fortuitously, when the Israelis picked up an invalid message that U.S. help was on the way, Israel reluctantly was forced to terminate its ongoing assault. Without that break, I would not be alive writing this letter. Ironically, help did not arrive until 18 hours after the attack, when it was only 15 minutes away. When an American rescue ship finally arrived, what they found was shocking. The Liberty was in shambles, death on the water. There were 821 rocket and cannon holes in her hull, thousands of 50 caliber armor-piercing bullets riddling her skin, a tunnel-sized torpedo cavity in her broadside, and the residue of napalm that had been dropped to burn us up. Blood and body parts were strewn across the deck. A sad, outrageous story but unfortunately, true. The crew of the most decorated naval ship in American history was ordered to remain silent under threat of court-martial 
imprisonment, or worse, and we all knew what worst meant. The U.S. government has never challenged the obviously phony Israeli excuse of mistaken identity, nor have they attempted to expose the dishonorable cover-up that continues to date. Truth and America's honor were ignominiously sacrificed to provide cover for Israel's transparent lies and despicable act of perfidy. Israel's premeditated sneak attack on the USS Liberty was a direct attack on America. The disgraceful refusal of unpatriotic American governmental officials of dubious allegiance to defend America and come to the aid of brave Americans under attack can only be characterized as treasonous. Mr. President, on behalf of the courageous crew of the USS Liberty, dead and alive, I respectfully request that you commission a presidential panel to finally investigate the attack and cover-up of the USS Liberty and report the truth to the American people. Thank you, Mr. President. God bless you. God bless America. Respectfully, Philip F. Tourney, President, USS Liberty Veterans Association. Close quote. James M. Ennis was an officer on the Liberty when she was attacked. Asked by an interviewer whether he believed the Israeli story about the attack being an accident, an incidence of friendly fire, he responded, quote, Friendly fire is a brief accidental attack. This was a prolonged, carefully coordinated attack. It has been called the most carefully planned accident in the history of warfare. The Israeli account of the attack is untrue. We flew a flag at all times, and it stood out clearly displayed in a good breeze. Israeli jets circled us 13 times during the several hours before the attack and during that period we heard their pilots informing their headquarters by radio that we were American. When the attack started, the attacking jets passed high overhead once, then turned 180 degrees and came down the center line firing without any attempt to identify us. Long after the attack, I was contacted by an Israeli pilot who told me that on his first flight over the ship, he saw our American flag and informed his headquarters that we were American, but was told to ignore the flag and attack anyway. He refused to do so and returned to base where he was arrested. I was told by an Israeli in the war room that they knew we were American. I have been told by several American intelligence analysts who read or in some cases heard the messages between the pilots and their headquarters that these messages make it very clear that the pilots and their headquarters 
knew we were American. Close quote. The USS Liberty veterans have pleaded again and again for a real investigation and a national recognition of this murder of American servicemen by the Jewish state. The response from the Jewish captured Washington regime, whether fronted by Republicans or Democrats, has been very close to zero. There was no new investigation under Bush, under Fetchett, under Trump, who presided over the regime during the 50th anniversary of the attack, or under Biden. Asking the U.S. Congress to get at the truth is a lot like asking a swarm of locusts to help you protect your garden. Asking the U.S. Congress to support American interests or go against Jewish interests is like asking Anthony Fauci to head a commission to expose the crimes of the pharmaceutical industry. It's not going to happen. May nature's God bless the efforts of the Liberty veterans and those helping them to spread the truth. But we in the National Alliance know that only a radical restructuring of society will bring the justice we need, will bring an end to the Jewish power structure that is literally killing us killing us as surely as those Israeli pilots and gunmen killed the men of the liberty. The best thing we can do as we bring the truth about the attack on the liberty to our family, friends, and neighbors is to bring it to them in the context of the National Alliance's efforts to build new institutions and ultimately a new race-based state to our people. The real situation is so much worse than most people, even the most devoted supporters of the Liberty Crew, think. It is far more than just some foreign agents whispering in our representatives' ears. It is our deadliest enemy, an enemy who wants us all dead and is working assiduously for the day when we are gone forever, who has captured our media, our politicians, our educational institutions, and almost our entire financial system. The Jewish power structure has made even mild criticism of them and their narrative into an actual or virtual punishable crime, not only in the United States, but in the entire Western world. When you look for the videos about the liberty on major internet platforms like YouTube, owned and run by Jews, you find censored videos, removed videos, blocked channels, and even in the films that remain, you get special informational and contextual links to direct you to sources supporting the cover-up of this crime. In short, 
These would-be rulers and executioners of our people have arrogated to themselves the right to kill us at any time they feel it would be to their advantage to do so, such as they did on 8 June 1967. And anyone who questions this right of the master to terminate the lives of his slaves is an evil anti-Semite who should be shut up by any means necessary and shut out of earning a living or participating in society in any way. That this situation cannot be solved by petitioning the totally captured Congress or the president of the regime that showers tens of billions on the Jews' state every single year should be obvious. Only the National Alliance recognizes the central fact of the matter, the elephant in the room that even some very good people who tell much of the truth are afraid to acknowledge, that our state has been stolen from us, and we need to begin working for the day when a new state will be founded to serve our folk. I want everyone within the sound of my voice to print up 100 or better yet, 10,000 copies of our USS Liberty Flyer by Dr. William Pierce, Day of Infamy, and distribute them in your city or town this week. Just go to natall.com slash liberty. That's N-A-T-A-L-L dot com slash liberty and download the PDF. Print them out and fold them and bring the truth to your town. Our facts are unassailable, and the message is powerful, and the identification of our enemies is crucial. These are the facts that our people need to know in order to understand who exactly it is who is destroying our race, our nation, our civilization, our future. It is presented in a way that gets our foot in the door of our people's sadly confused souls, a way that they can understand, and starts to get them oriented in the right direction. Most Local print shops will print and fold these powerful flyers for you, too, for a very low price. They need the business these days. I've never had a print job refused for political reasons, either. And on more than one occasion, I've been personally congratulated by the shop owner for taking a stand for our people. So visit natall.com slash liberty. N-A-T-A-L-L dot com slash liberty and get out there in force this week, the anniversary of the Israeli attack on the Liberty. <laughs>